week is Friday, May 8th, and you're listening to Throwback Park on Entertaining Events. Hello, comrades, and welcome to this week's episode of Entertain This. Entertain This. I am Comrade Michael. I am Comrade Alex. I'm just Nick. Welcome, just Nick. Uh, but this week we are here to make fun of the uh, the silly, silly Americans oh, with oh, their yes. silly, silly, silly capitalism. They think that the money can run their country. And they think so highly of it that they turn it into a game for itty-bitty little children. I'm sorry for anyone that is, uh, just happens to be a listener out there who is uh, Russian. Uh, yeah, slow down, guys. Yeah, well. Uh, Anybody? What? No. <laughs> you, said, you said sorry to any Russians. I said, yeah, slow down, guys. <laughs> Why are you guys Russian? Russian? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it's a good joke. Yeah, Funny joke. great. Moving on. Um, yeah. So this week... Uh, I wanted to talk about our first board game yeah. on the show. Um, One board. might say that we are throwing it back. Mm-hmm. Now, that actually follows into a little bit of a theme that we've got going on for this month. And Alex, could you explain what Throwback Month is? Yes. So for the month of August, uh, we've booked uh, a guest who I am very excited about, um, who's going to be coming on at the end of the month. But to kind of go with the theme of that guest who's coming in, we decided that for the month of August, we would do... A throwback month now what throwback month kind of entails is every podcast for this month of august um this next rotation that we're doing all involves either things from like way way back and i know that we always kind of talk about history but this is more like relative to like our childhood or like to things from like the 80s or 90s or things that got kind of more popular then um and that's kind of the route that we're taking today right michael a little bit yeah so um so I wanted to, in lieu of uh, that great intro that we had. Um, yeah, that's I, what you want to say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I wanted to talk about a favorite childhood game of mine. Yeah. Uh, Monopoly. Uh, Monopoly is a game that I think everyone here has played. Yeah. Not all the way through, maybe, but okay. definitely <laughs> have you, have you never. So we'll get to that in a little bit, but you've never completed a game of Monopoly? I've never once finished an entire game of Monopoly. Okay. Gotcha. Weak. <laughs> I well, would, I there's some happily... reasons for that there's some reasons for that which we can get into later we'll get into it later but i think i know where you're going down but um something that i do want to talk about right before we start i just want to get all the housekeeping stuff out of the way before mm-hmm. we delve mm-hmm. into this episode um but we are currently in talks about possibly starting a patreon and another thing that we might add on to that patreon might be a uh maybe a video series just for Patreon users where you guys make me play Monopoly all the way through. <laughs> it's a possibility. It'll, It'll also be a good place to uh, put videos of our D&D sessions oh, yeah, as which, well. Yeah, which, like, we need to get back to that. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, We've definitely. we missed a few weeks, but we really need to get back to that. We've been slacking. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. we, and we for sure will. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have been, because I think that was the fourth, fifth episode of the podcast. We're on 22 right now. What, the, what D&D? Yeah. D&D, I think, was the second. Was it the second episode? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the second episode of the podcast, we said we were going to introduce Nick to D&D, um, and we did, and we've been playing ever since. He's been playing his same character. That's been a long time ago. Yeah, Guys, honestly thought was, we would have died by now. That was 20 <laughs> That was twenty weeks ago. Both in the game and real life. Oh, yeah, no, I totally expect the world to be over. <laughs> Thanks, COVID. Thanks, COVID-19. Mm-hmm. COVID. Coping with now COVID. Now we all thick Nicks, because we all gain that COVID-19, <laughs> you know what I mean? 
That's COVID thirty for me. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's all right. So all that dash uh, dash pass on uh, DoorDash will do for you. Yeah, and the dash Chipotle pass. offered oh. free delivery for oh so long. God. But anyways, uh, Monopoly. Uh, no. Speaking of Chipotle, no, <laughs> speaking of monopolies, um, but let's face facts: hotheads ain't that great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can agree with that. Mm-hmm. Chipotle, Qdoba, hotheads. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyways, um, I wanted to get into a little bit of the history of Monopoly because it actually is pretty ironic for anyone out there. And before we even get into that, I'll explain what Monopoly is, just in case anyone out there doesn't know it. Pretty cool um, that we're doing our first... under a rock. Well, yeah. uh, um, pretty cool so... that we're doing our first uh, board game episode, though. I think yeah. this is, right? Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, It is. So, D&D uh, is technically a board game. Tabletop no, game. Tabletop. It's a TTRPG, Nick. TTRPG. Yeah, tabletop role-playing game. It's improv with it. theater. Yeah. Theater of the mind. Beautiful. <laughs> um, but Monopoly. Uh, Monopoly is a board game that is currently published by Hasbro. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a game where you are a member of a like, capitalist theme park, uh, so to say, mm-hmm. uh, where you are going around a board. Each space uh, is either a property that you can potentially buy uh or a community chest, or a different utility. Mm-hmm. All of these mocking real-life streets, locations, different utilities like water, trains. Yes. Uh, and the goal is to uh, essentially take your opponent's money for all they have. Take everything that they own and just establish a monopoly. Where you the are the it. sole owner of everything. Yep. That's mm-hmm. what monopoly means. Yep. Single mm-hmm. owner. Yep. Yeah. And what's really funny about that is that the game originally started as a uh, comparison of what is known as a George Georgist uh, uh, ideology of uh, economy. Who's George? Uh, so George is King a, George. No, his name is Henry George. Henry Damn. George. Yes, he. Um, so I'll get I'll get into this a little bit. So originally, it started as a commentary or a comparison of. Uh, Georgist economic values compared to traditional American capitalism. Hmm. Um, Michael, those are some big boy words. Yeah, I know. So (laughs) Georgist uh, economics is a little complicated, and so I might not explain it uh, super well, but bear with me. Um, So it's essentially this idea that you um, you are privy to what you can, you're privy to the compensation for what you create, what you make, um, for the sweat of your brow. Uh, hey, essentially. that sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> However, it natural resources uh, should belong to the community as a whole. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's this weird mix of direct, like libertarianism, uh, versus direct, like uh, communism. It is essentially a look at two completely opposite economic value systems and smashes them together. The Mm. idea is, is that, so things like utilities, like water, air, um, and even land, uh, should be for everyone. Huh. Is that, is that similar to like the whole tragedy of the commons type thing? I don't know what that is. Okay. So look it up on your own time because I'm going to butcher this, (laughs) but give us the, the spiely spiel. I have to look up a definition, so please hold. In the meantime, while you're doing that, um, so just to kind of ask questions about this. So the sharing of land, is it like 
all land is open for anyone to claim, or is it like everyone owns the house or the land that your house is on? No, so you just own your house. The way that it works, um, the way it's proposed in uh, this situation, Mm -hmm. is land is still uh, open for private uh, to be bought privately. Mm -hmm. However, you should be paying taxes that directly corresponds to the value of the land. So say um, say you have a very uh, good inner city, uh, like urban property. Mm-hmm. So like a good example would be like San Francisco. Yeah. If you have like downtown San Francisco property, the taxes that you should be paying on that should be 100% relevant to the value of that property. Because it's a valuable property. It's very, very valuable. So, so you should thus be paying more Yes, you should taxes. be paying much more. Gotcha. The idea being that it is a... Uh, it will directly uh, increase uh, as the property value goes up. So it ends up being this incremental taxation system. Hmm. So that the whole idea being that like, as the people who are richer who can afford these properties, as they are buying these more expensive properties, they are therefore paying more into taxes. The idea being that they can then, uh, the government can then turn around and eliminate a lot of other taxes like uh, income tax yeah because it's then being made up directly through these property taxes right and because everyone who owns property pays property taxes therefore all property is bringing extra money there's a lot of owned property in the united states enough so that you can get rid of income tax and even so before and this is proposed back in the 1900s being able to propose uh, a universal basic income mm. whoa Radical. Yeah. That's radical for back then. But anyways, I found the definition. It's kind of a long one for tragedy of the commons. Um, it was made popular by American ecologist Garrett Hardin, who used an analogy of ranchers grazing their animals on a common field. When the field is not over capacity, ranchers may graze their animals with few limitations. However, the rational rancher, rancher will seek to add livestock, thereby increasing profits. Thinking logically, but not collectively, the benefits adding animals adhere to the rancher alone, while the costs are shared. The tragedy is that ultimately no rancher will be able to graze the field due to overconsumption. This scenario is played out on a daily basis on numerous instances, having grave consequences for the world's resources. So it's kind of the idea of if you tell everyone, like, hey, this belongs to everyone, be cool about it, somebody's going to be like... Somebody's going to be an asshole. I'm just going to try to profit off it. But the idea is kind of like everyone's going to think that way. And because everyone thinks that way, eventually you'll just deplete whatever Mm -hmm. belonged to everyone in the first place. Yeah, so it's meant to be like a counter for that. That's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So it's meant to be a system that prevents that. Because uh, especially at the time and as our capitalist society has grown and grown, things have kind of gone more and more in that direction. Mm -hmm. Like you have... Like, there's lots of, like, and we're not going to get into the politics side of this, so like, whether it's right or wrong, but... Um, hey, that's up to you, But the, the listener. I mean, it, it, I think it depends on the listener. Um, it's up to them, because it's just the idea that, like, the top 10% uh, own 90% of the property in the United States. Mm-hmm. Something ridiculous like that. Don't quote me on that, and I don't have facts to, bra- to back that up. You can look that up yourself. <laughs> Did the Bernie Sanders finger wave? <laughs> Wait a minute, I have something to say. <laughs> and so, um, so Elizabeth Maggie, uh, back in 1903, created Monopoly as a uh, because that Georgian uh, ideology of economics is very hard to describe. Yeah, hmm. um, it's very hard for people to actually fully understand what that is. Mm-hmm. So she made a board game in order to illustrate how um, 
how the Georgian economic system would fix the current capitalist system. Yeah. Um, it was originally called the landlord's game, uh, where... This is back in, like, the 1900s. Yes, like this is 19, 1903. That's it. Yep. Um, it was first patented in 1904 uh, by uh, by her. And it's, it's really cool. Um, she ended up uh, spreading it. Uh, like, it ended up spreading to different, like, colleges. Like, colleges, multiple college professors ended up picking it up as a teaching tool mm-hmm. hmm. uh, where they wouldn't have the exact copies of the landlord's game they like make their own well what they would do is they would explain the concept to them they would explain the concept of like capitalism or the concept of georgia or different economic policies and inspired by the game they would ask their students to create a new version of the game based off of a different economic policy Mm -hmm. but what's cool is monopoly actually had some uh really uh original concepts for board games at the time granted board games were a very new concept in and of itself right but like it was the first one to have a continuous loop um so like the whole idea that the board never actually stops yeah there is no end space there's only a start space and you just keep going Mm -hmm. Um, what other games implement that sorry yeah sorry does sorry you can get to the end of the board though can't you no no that's trouble Mm mm-hmm they're very similar. Yeah. From what I remember. I don't uh, really remember the entire details to support There's Twister. You, you flick the little thing and it goes in a circle. So. Yeah, it's not the same. <laughs> it might be the only board game I can think of, like, 100% that has a loop. Yeah. And it's <laughs> it's really cool because, like, it directly corresponds to the themes of what she's trying to talk about um, or what she's trying to commentate on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have this idea that... Um, economic policy never truly ends like it's it is a uh, constant cycle that will always affect uh, generations and generations and generations to come and as we're seeing now like a lot of the gains that were made back in the early 1900s those have now grown to like completely to almost near infinitesimal uh, ownerships of money land or whatever um it's it's really funny because we are seeing all this commentary from different political members uh, like out there, like different like Bernie Sanders um, or uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of members on that's on the left who are uh, who are bringing about like who are saying things that are very similar to what was being said in 1903 yeah. surrounding this game. And it's just a really interesting comparison that as I was researching this... You're just like, like wow, this is really relevant. Yeah, it's just like, wow, this sounds really familiar. Well, there's <laughs> that, often rhymes, right? There's, mm-hmm. Yeah, there's that interesting kind of uh, ideology that most history teachers tell you, and they're, they're like, this is why my class is important, where it's like, mm-hmm. if you don't learn from history, you're doomed to repeat it. Or history rhymes, as, as you say. Um but it really does go back to that idea of like we didn't fix it back then, and guess what? It's still a problem. <laughs> Here we yeah. are. Yeah, yeah. The the cracks are still leaking. There's mm-hmm. the there's a thing like back then, 190, whatever it was, like around the 1910s. There's this huge global rise of socialism or communism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Probably the Red both. Scare. The Red Scare. Yeah, the first Red Scare, not the second one in the 50s, but. No, the first one that involved Charlie Chaplin being accused of being a communist. <laughs> yeah, like, you're a communist, you're a communist, and then... Mm-hmm. And then he got exiled yeah, because this, of it. This all comes to a head when like, the Bolsheviks have the rev- revolution in Russia. We joke about it now, but that's like where the Soviet Union came into, a, uh, into power, like with Lenin and all that. It started in 1914, so... 
I mean, fear is a crazy driving force and like the fear of exactly what happened, like the Red Scare and like the fear of communism and the um, eventual destruction of capitalism is probably stuff that was like on her mind as she was designing this game. Like, this is something that I need to save the world from. And really all that I can think to do is try to show them this example of what it is. And in doing so, she made Monopoly and tried to get it spread. Yeah. And uh, sidebar, like uh, something that, actually found really interesting a notable georgist uh, in history uh a, a man who i learned about in history class but then completely forgot about uh john locke mm-hmm. i yeah. remember the name mm-hmm. but not much else so because i guess i'm doomed to repeat it john locke <laughs> actually was i can't remember what the name of the pamphlet that he published common, common sense. sense common sense yes that's thomas Paine. No no, no 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 you're right that is thomas Paine with an e i am thinking of thomas Paine then dope uh <laughs> hey i can edit this part out if you want no that's cool um one of those guys thomas Paine. yes uh he was originally for anyone who doesn't know him out there he was one of the people who sparked the uh national uh national uh, motivation towards moving toward an independent united states yeah he was one of many people one of there's, many there is also but his, Paul Revere. his pamphlet well Paul Revere affected a single city and then was used Boston, as a symbol. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but he wasn't pushing for the change. He just was like, hey, motherfuckers, the change is here. Wake the fuck up and get your weapons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, so, but like, Thomas Paine was, I think if I have like a soul sibling um, from like back in time, mm-hmm. mine would probably be Thomas Paine where he just like looks onto the crowd of people and he's like, hey, you want to hear what's fucking common sense? Yeah. Maybe we shouldn't be doing this shit. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't be paying taxes to some dude yeah. millions of miles away. <laughs> you know, um, and everybody was like, <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. He's a smart ass, but he's it right. A, it was a slow process. The American Revolution. Cause mm-hmm. it was sl- slow burn. Yeah. I imagine <laughs> 10 years ago, they're like, I don't know if I want to. I don't want to go to war against Britain. Right. And then all I'm, of a sudden, it's like, oh, man, fuck these guys. <laughs> I imagine the first draft of Common Sense started with, hey, dumbasses. And then he had to, like, take his little quill and, like, scribble that part out. <laughs> Get he's his like, white out. Hey, you fucking idiots. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> said backspace control z yeah exactly i don't see why it's so hard he he said backspace 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 (laughs) on his quill and ink (laughs) what Uh, are we talking about (laughs) uh, monopoly i believe Uh, oh that's right yeah so how it kind of shaped america today which is weird yeah Hmm. um and so moving on from this like uh originally the uh the game uh had a rule that is actually still in the game but most people don't play monopoly with this rule in place. Most people don't play Monopoly with most of the rules. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> myself yeah. included. But I would love to sit down with you guys and play like House a rules. legit yeah. down yeah, yeah. to the fucking wire rule. And, th- well, and this rule is probably one of the main reasons. Like most people do not play with this rule. Yeah. And it is probably one of the main reasons why Monopoly takes so long. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you implement this rule, Monopoly, your time playing Monopoly gets cut probably either in half or to a quarter. Damn. The idea being that if you land on a property mm-hmm. that is unowned and you decide not to buy it, that property then must be auctioned off to everyone at the table. That is, yes, that is a like that. that is a rule that is implemented in the virtual game for sure, mm-hmm. but not a rule that I've ever actually played with. Yeah. But now auction off, you literally can just be like, I'll give you a, a dollar for it. Oh, you give the the bank a dollar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And like other people are like, well, I'll give them five bucks. And it literally goes up from it, there. It literally starts from zero. Wow. Yeah. So, so the idea being that like eventually if you have, if like you have dra- drained all of your competitors of their money 
and one of them lands on a space of a property that they can't afford, uh, you can just pay the minimum amount necessary to outbid your competitors. I really want to so play you can Monopoly get, now. You can get like Park Place, uh, which is like the highest value property for just like $15. Unless somebody decides to be like, well, I'm going to pay 100 Well, and then there's the whole side of like in order to get there, people can also like mortgage their properties. Which to... is also a rule. And like you can mm-hmm. trade properties. You can be like, mm-hmm. I'll yeah. give yeah. you these two for that property so I can form Monopoly in like the green zone. Yeah. Part of the deal. Which yeah. is crazy because, again, those are rules that I never played with. Like, I'll give you 200 and this property for that one. Mm-hmm. And, yep. like, that's totally allowed in Monopoly. Yeah. And I know, like, as a kid, uh, a lot of times I played with the rule of, like, say if someone wanted to, like, quit or, like, declared bankruptcy or whatever. <laughs> I um, declare bankruptcy! <laughs> Michael, that, that's not how that works. Oh, damn. <laughs> uh, where usually we would just, like, put all the money out like all the money would then get just like dispersed through everyone else and yeah. then like all the properties would like you just take like the houses or the apartments or whatever they're called off of the properties mm-hmm. looting a dead man but the actual <laughs> rules are all assets are given to the bank mm-hmm. and then uh all properties are then auctioned really yes yeah. hmm. uh and it gets i'm pretty sure very competitive i'm pretty sure every game monopoly that i've played has ended in just going all right, everybody, count your money and two has the most. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Pretty That's much. It. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there, so one of the original um, gripes with the game was that, like, hey, this takes way too long. Yeah. But so a lot of these rules were then implemented to speed up the process. But how, everyone then dropped those rules. How yeah. fast <laughs> is a standard game Monopoly supposed I to be? I tell you. If it, were, <laughs> if it were short enough, I'd be like, Nick, go. I know you have fucking Monopoly somewhere in here. No, I don't. You don't own Monopoly. <laughs> Mm-mm. Oh, well, I you know what I'm getting Nick for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> um, That'd be cool. But yeah, and then so later on, this that rule, the the auction on an empty uh, property, mm-hmm. uh, was it was first dropped by uh, a, a group of people that I haven't heard their names in a long time either. Uh, the Quakers. The Quakers. The Quakers. They make oatmeal. That's yeah. true. Quaker oats. <laughs> I just had some this morning. It was good. Nice. Yeah. So good commentary, Nick. Thanks. <laughs> Monopoly actually Monopoly actually became very popular in like in the Quaker area of Pennsylvania. Yeah. Um and so they ended up making their own rules and that's where a lot of these house rule or a lot of these rules ended up becoming um implemented in the the real game. Well no, no, they were already implemented in the real game, but they ended up being dropped. So like auctioning, auctioning mm-hmm. was not a thing anymore because Quakers didn't believe in auctions. Mm. Or they thought they were morally wrong. Mm-hmm. Um they bought a weird beliefs. I don't think there's too many of them out there anymore. They were like, no. we love the game. We think it's great. But here are a couple of changes. Number one, mm-hmm. uh, no more auctioning. <laughs> so the game is going to take years to complete. Mm-hmm. Uh, and number two, um, top hat, not into it. We want a Quaker pirate hat, please. It's <laughs> iconic. It really is. <laughs> the top hat and the monocle. Yeah. And the mustache, of course. And I think this He doesn't just... have a monocle. No. Oh, is that one of those weird Mandela effect type things? If yeah. you look it up, yeah. Uh, what is it? I'm what's, thinking what's of Mr. His name? Pringle. Something Moneybags? Mr. Moneybags. Mr. Moneybags. Yeah. I don't think that's it. I think it's like Mr. Monopoly? Uncle, Uncle, Uncle something Moneybags. Who is the Monopoly man? <laughs> don't you love just having that in front oh. of you? Rich Uncle Pennybags. Rich Uncle Pennybags. Pennybags. Any yep. shit. 
Yeah, and he doesn't. If you think he has a monocle, look it up. You're you're incorrect. It is not. In fact, the first image that pops up is a drunk Mister, drunk <laughs> Uncle Mister Pennybags, uh, who is missing a shoe. Drunkle. Uh, who's smoking? Drunkle, Drunkle Pennybags. Is that what I said? No. Okay. But that's what I want you to say. <laughs> uh, oh, and then the next picture is a. Uh, uh, former presidential candidate Mike Bloomberg uh, being compared to <laughs> <laughs> Rich Uncle Pennybag. Just unfair. <laughs> just unfair. Slow hanging fruit and just went whoop. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this kind of sparked like this, this whole idea. Like Monopoly became a phenomenon. Oh, yeah. Especially mm-hmm. during like the 60s and 70s where it was picked up uh, by uh, – uh, the people who eventually ended up becoming uh, Hasbro, Parker Brothers. Parker Brothers. Parker, yeah. yeah. Parker Brothers also, I think I mentioned this in the Knives Out uh, podcast, but they stole Clue away from yep. yeah. um, a separate party, just like slipped under their noses. They yeah. became a monopoly. <laughs> Ironically. <laughs> yeah. Is there another? I mean, there are other board games, but none as big as the ones that Hasbro's Hasbro huge. makes. Yeah, they have like Barbie and Mattel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they own like everything. Any as, toy. Since we're talking about monopolies, may I have a little sidebar? Sure. So I figured something out recently. I didn't actually have enough material for an hour, so go for it. Oh, great. <laughs> Thank you. Um, this actually has to do with Hasbro. This has to do with Monopoly. I think this is a really good sidebar. Um, so I, I work at a place called The Red Menace. That's actually the name of it, mm-hmm. uh, as I always say when I mention it. But I uh, I was working in the toy section of The Red Menace recently. Um, I was stocking the Hot Wheels aisle. Mm-hmm. And I was like putting the Hot Wheels on the shelf, and I'm like looking down, and they have the Matchbox right next to them. And I'm like... Man, it's so weird that there's, like, people out there who compete over, like, who can make the best tiny cars. How how crazy is that? <laughs> like, they make itty-bitty tiny cars, and they're like, ours are better. No, ours are better. Like, Matchbox and Hot Wheels, they're like the Coke and Pepsi yeah. of tiny cars. Hot which Wheels is, is better, in my opinion. Which is ridiculous. I was a Hot Wheels kid. Hot yeah. Wheels? Hot Wheels? Yeah, I was yeah. Hot Wheels, too. Mm-hmm. Um, But I'm putting them on the shelf, and I look at it, and I realize something. Hasbro makes Hot Wheels... And Matchbox cars. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they make them both. Yeah. Hasbro it... runs a mini motor monopoly. <laughs> where they're the only ones who make these tiny cars. Yeah. But they play it off as though there is this, like, ongoing, like, dispute over which is... Well, Matchbox came first. Yeah, but Hot Wheels are cooler. It's like... Yeah. Both are true, but also they're the same thing. Yeah. They mm-hmm. are different packaging of the exact same product. It is a mini motor monopoly. Mm. And I said that for the next five hours of the day I figured out. I was like, those motherfuckers, those goddamn bastards are running a mini motor monopoly right under our noses. And we're just letting it happen. I just want to listen to you say mini motor monopoly over and over. It's a fun, it? it is yeah. really fun. Yeah. Hmm. It's fun to say. Guys. There's a, <laughs> it's a couple other toy brands that are like, not toy brands, but just brands in general. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I can't think of any right now. But there's others out there. They're like that. Spectrum. <laughs> Spectrum. Yeah. Fuck you, Spectrum. Uh, if you're listening. AT and T. If you want to get into telecoms, yeah. They're like, oh, yeah. oh there's yeah, T-Mobile. There's uh, we got Sprint. Hey, T-Mobile you can pick any of them that you want. It's like, no, you can't. It's crazy. Do you think that you can? Do you remember when uh, AT and T was, I think, uh, singular? Yeah, I remember that. Singular wireless. Singular wireless, and there was yeah. all those other ones. What? If you want to go into the regulation behind it, it's really cool because. Back in the 80s or 90s, whenever it was, you had all these, you had like Ma Bell, is mm-hmm. which is what it was called, you know, and they eventually split off into Cincinnati Bell that we know today. Mm-hmm. But there's like Bell South and Bell East because the government came in yeah. with an antitrust law. Because it was just, just Bell. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Bell had like the entire eastern seaboard at one time, or maybe even more. I think they had like the entire country. Yeah, they were like. Then the government's like, "Well, uh, that's this... too much. Stop that." <laughs> so eventually, they split off into. But now and it's whatever else. each individual one is kind of being recouped into either AAT and T, T-Mobile, yep. or Verizon. Yeah, yeah or it's... in the very rare case, uh, Sprint. So yeah. another kind of interesting. Uh business that runs a secret monopoly did you know that <laughs> secret monopoly did you know that there's only one manufacturer of batteries and they make every brand of battery wait what yeah I believe yeah that. so like energizer and like um duracell like you think that there are all oh. these different brands of batteries yeah. even like if you go get triple a batteries from dollar general dollar general triple a batteries the yellow ones that are like gross and you're like oh these are cheap i don't want to put these in my <laughs> xbox remote but, like, they're the exact same batteries as the ones that you buy from, like, Duracell or Energizer. Yeah. It's a monopoly, but they hide it because they have all these sister companies. Right. It's an LLC, if right. you would. Well, so something that's really interesting is that actually has its own distinction of a monopoly type. Mm-hmm. It's called a natural monopoly. The mm-hmm. idea being that um, a natural monopoly will become a thing. Like, a natural monopoly will come about once a uh, a particular resource or a product the cost of getting invested into that is reaches a certain point so like batteries i'm sure that the uh, cost of producing batteries and uh, being able to dispose of the waste and basically and deal with all the regulations that go into it mm-hmm. um, creates a very high price on on things yeah there's a lot that goes into and it. so the idea is it becomes impossible for a competitor to jump into that space because the cost is too high yeah uh so the same is it's the same for like uh oil companies uh for uh for internet providers for telecom companies the cost is just too high yeah to... it's like what are you gonna do set up your own internet right <laughs> good <laughs> the, fucking luck well, it's like the only <laughs> counterparts that are like setting up a like communal like municipal like internet yeah, that's... Like is one, the only way to do it is to get the investment of the local government. Yeah, and to circle it. back with like natural resources, the internet's becoming a utility, mm-hmm. just like water or food or anything else. Well, yeah, I mean, especially <laughs> in like the the post COVID nineteen world where most people who are like employed uh, pretty regularly are working from home or remotely. Yeah. Yeah, without the internet, like that's your job, that's your livelihood, that's how your kids are getting like educated in a lot of parts mm-hmm. of, especially uh, the United States right now uh mm-hmm. though i know some schools are reopening but um good for them good for them but the ones that aren't like you need internet for your kid to get the education yeah you so, need internet i don't yeah. know why like <laughs> you need water to live right right okay that's a utility for some reason <laughs> i i was under the impression that monopolies were illegal they are i thought in that, theory they are <laughs> yeah like a, an actual it's written monopoly. down on paper that yes, yes they are illegal yeah yes. like you're not allowed to have a, a monopoly at least in the united states yes you know? but the idea is is that uh actually determining what a monopoly is that's is very fuzzy yeah because you one have of, to go to supreme court and they have to be like yep or nope and then mm-hmm. it's, it's a mess one yeah. of the most famous monopolies on the planet right now um it's not in the united states so we have no like control over it but like the diamond market yeah. is a huge monopoly like the at the end of the day like i think i read that um diamonds aren't that rare like they're not no to get a diamond it's like in reality diamonds are the kind of equivalent if they were like mass released they're the equivalent of like like fishbowl like rocks like that's how many diamonds actually exist but there's this one company that has like all the diamonds they somehow acquired like all the diamonds (laughs) and every year they only release like 
a very scarce amount of diamonds. And because yeah. of that, the supply and demand has mm -hmm. fluctuated, oh, yeah. and they control that market. And they control for, the supply. For, any, for anyone out there who is unfamiliar with like the of what a monopoly really is or the effects of it, a monopoly is essentially where one company controls the market. So they, in, in a sense, control the supply and demand of the well they don't control the demand they control the supply mm -hmm. so that allows them to artificially drive the demand yeah and that's exactly what the diamond industry did mm -hmm. like i mean and they even i remember hearing that like the diamond industry forced itself into the market by like making they they were like the beginnings of wedding rings came from like yeah. the diamond industry who were like this is what you need to do. Like, you need yeah. to propose with this diamond it's marketing. ring. Mm -hmm. And, like, their giant marketing ploy just became standard practice throughout our, like, culture that diamond yeah. rings are what you get when you're getting married. Mm -hmm. Right. And it, if it's I remember... It's kind of genius. Oh, for sure. <laughs> it's, no. like the, it's like the most successful snake oil salesman. Yeah, there's really nothing... Like, on paper, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. What Sorry, comes I out just of talked that. straight into my no, mind <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> That's great. Good what job, comes Alex. out of it is, like, exploitation of, like, entire African countries. Yeah. Like Blood Diamonds and the whole thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Has Unfortunately. Have you all here watched Blood Diamond? No. no. It's incredible. I'm just it's a documentary? It. No. It's it? it's a movie with Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh. Uh, oh. Leo. Yeah. Leo and, Decap. Yeah, and then it's also starring the... Uh, I can never remember this guy's name, uh, but he is the... Uh, do you, Taika do, Watiti. No. <laughs> that name I do know. I wish. Uh, I remembered it. Do you, did you all ever watch the movie uh, Never Back Down? Okay, what about, uh, oh, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy? Oh, yes. Yeah, we've seen Okay, that. so Guardians of the Galaxy. Do you remember the guy who, uh, when Star-Lord, uh, he's going to steal the uh, the thing at the beginning of the movie? Yeah, where he's, like, dancing and he, like, reaches into the, like, spectral thing. Yeah, and yeah, grabs yeah, the, he like, grabs it thing. and he turns around and like, I'm Star-Lord. The guy who goes, who? Yeah. That's the guy. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> he's him. actually a really famous actor. I just can never remember his name. God only knows. He's really good. But he's in Blood Diamond, and he's incredible. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Something to oh. watch. Maybe that'll be uh, another episode of the podcast. Yeah. We'll Blood Diamonds. <laughs> but uh, kind of going back to, like, Diamond, you're right. Like, and the, the way you win Monopoly is almost exactly how the Diamond industry won Monopoly. Like, yeah. the, you, the point of the game is kind of, like, to collect all the properties to the point where you control the market. Yeah. Like that's how the game is supposed to end. Yeah. To my understanding. I've never made it yes. that far. No, and it's it's really funny because like the the game so accurately reflects uh things in real life. Hmm. Even to the point of like what is the number one reason why games of monopoly end? Cuz people get pissed and leave. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> They're like, I don't want to the... play your cop capitalist bullshit game anymore. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because something good came on TV and I decided this was bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, that's I, what happened. I mean, I legitimately think Monopoly is one of the few few uh, well-understood games out there that makes it socially acceptable for you to, uh, you know, fuck you, grandma. Yeah. Yeah. You bunch sure. of backstabbers. Yeah. I think that the table flip I think that... <laughs> yeah, probably that originally was drawn with a Monopoly game board on top of the table. <laughs> yeah. I just built a hotel. You know what? <laughs> yeah. I'm out. And so so with all that information about like the backing of the game, where it comes from, the history behind the it. The reason that it has to exist. Yeah. Um, it has to. So there came in the early 2000s a very popular trend of marketing already known games like like monopoly to other well-known products yeah 
So it became like collecting Monopoly as like a, your own little hobby. Yeah. So like the first ever uh, Monopoly game, Monopoly board that I owned was a Pokemon Monopoly set. Pokemon Monopoly. Oh, yep. I see. Yeah. Um, That's where you get like, I know for us we sell like a Cincinnatiopoly. Right, that is Cincinnati parts. <laughs> yeah, or does it have over the Rhine on the board? And, uh... Yeah, that's like the one, the like hundred dollar plot <laughs> is over the Rhine. Well, if they you update it now, to, if they update it now, it'll be the most expensive part. Yeah, now it'd be Park, Park Place. Place. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there you go. You can Cincinnati whoever edits joke. the episode can sync up the episode to that synchronized Park Place. <laughs> Excellent Park Place. But uh, but anyways, like so this this version of the game, you instead of having a little meg- metal figurine where you're a dog, top hat, a thimble, or whatever, you get to be Pikachu. You get to be Pikachu. Hey. Oh. You get to be Charmander. Oh. You get to be Bulbasaur, Ooh. Squirtle, and I believe that's it. I hope that one day our podcast is so mildly successful that we're able to release merch like a Monopoly board game of us. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like... That'd be incredible. Instead what of Park's place, place it's like Michael's apartment. <laughs> Michael's apartment. And like Alex's house is one. Yeah. And like Nick's basement is one. What do we do for like the other 40 spaces? <laughs> <laughs> Places that we enjoy. Okay. Places that we've talked about. Yeah, that's fair. This is the place I grew up at. Or we just start putting like our our Minecraft maps. Oh my god, this <laughs> is suck for core. Yo, why don't we make make a Monopoly, uh, Monopoly board, board game, game in Minecraft? Minecraft. Like Rooster a... Teeth did that. Did they? Yeah. Oh, cool. but we could definitely do it too. Yeah. We could build it bigger, bigger, larger, bigger, and bigger, better, girthier. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and make it out of dirt in the Nether. Make it out of blood. I'm I think, here. <laughs> I think we've talked about it on the podcast, but we've been getting back into Minecraft a little bit. We talked about uh, starting up our Minecraft realm and all of us playing together, and I don't think we ever updated it, but yeah. Yeah. We all started playing, um, and I'm going to spoil it. I'm going to spoil it. Mm-hmm. We have a very special episode of the podcast planned that is Minecraft-themed um, that might include a little video uh, of maybe... Face reveal? <laughs> <laughs> Of maybe the boys playing a little, uh, playing a little Minecraft, mm. or at least us pretending as we sit in an office that I'm currently building on Minecraft <laughs> that is the Entertainment's headquarters in a little recording room. Wow! As we uh, talk, do I need to change my skin for that? You probably should. I probably should. I would yeah. suggest it. <laughs> I like your skin, but uh... yeah, or I could just cover it in armor. Yeah, you could do that. Yeah. People would still know what it was, though. Yeah. They'd be like, I know what that is. <laughs> we'll leave that up to the debate. Yeah. What's his name? Ricardo. Ricardo. Oh, yeah. this is a great time to mention. Uh, we are officially on iHeartRadio. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. The reason yeah. that I want to mention that is because I was about to say people can comment what they want your skin to be, but people can now officially comment on our Hell podcast. Yeah. People can comment at uh, our, on our iHeartRadio page. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, they can follow us there and get updates on when new episodes of the podcast are coming out because we're working on building Podcast Monopoly. Mm. <laughs> Entertain this LLC. Yeah. Um, but going back to the topic at hand. Yeah, Monopoly. Monopoly. I gave you a segue. Yeah, nice. Uh, <laughs> um, so there was this really big uh, string in the 2000s that started this whole... The, like, collecting in yeah, different this, forms like, of different Monopoly. different versions yeah. of Monopoly. And so, like, for me, my introduction was the Pokemon Monopoly, mm-hmm. where it was, like, every uh, every property was a different city from the original That's Red versus so Blue. so smart. Uh, where the... Uh, you could get, like the, like, the chance cards were uh, different gym badges and the different gym badges had like different effects and what's what one thing that i really appreciated about these uh, monopoly novelty sets was that 
not only were they just different flavors of Monopoly, but a lot of them actually include their own rules that end up being specific to the novelty that it's set in. Hmm. So recently, uh, like within the last year or so, uh, I played a Game of Thrones Monopoly. Perfect. If you want to get mad during a Monopoly game, Mon- Game of Thrones Monopoly is so much worse. I think How? I might be the reason that you had to play Game of Thrones Monopoly. I think so, too. <laughs> I think that, that I bought that for the person that you probably had to play it with. Yes. And I didn't play it. Yeah. I wasn't there. Lucky for you. <laughs> that sounds infuriating. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wow. Uh, and so, and hilarious. So but. essentially, one of the one of the rules in uh, Monopoly in this Game of Thrones Monopoly is that uh, you can get chance cards and you can save those chance cards. Some of them have later on use effects that you can play at any time. Hmm. The worst fucking idea in the world is to make a chance card that allows you to steal a Monopoly. From another player. A whole Monopoly. A whole Monopoly. A whole ass Monopoly. Which is like four properties, right? <laughs> yep. Three. It's three. It, yeah, it's yeah, it's three. I think there might be one that's four, yeah. one that's two. Um, but I also have a list of all the different Monopoly uh, variations if you <laughs> wish for me to read that. Is there a McDonald's Monopoly? There is. Well, eventually we'll get to the fact that there is a like essentially a real life mcdonald's version of monopoly yeah it's a total scam oh yeah <laughs> and we can get to why because yeah. there's actually a really cool story i know about mm-hmm. that um but go ahead but so with this uh so my girlfriend jade who previously uh was hey, on you have the a podcast. girlfriend named jade and she was previously on the podcast that's what i just said my girlfriend was also previously <laughs> on the podcast she did I'm the sorry. animal crossing episode yeah um so she should have known considering the people that we were playing with uh the deviousness of uh <laughs> what how they play thing how they play games and how they deal with things monopoly brings out the worst in people oh and they're yeah, uh anyways uh we uh we're playing and you Internet can make skin kind of steamy <laughs> you can make trades in yeah, monopoly you can uh, i i never have i want to play monopoly with you guys so bad because now i i understand it <laughs> yeah <laughs> because my small puny 14 year old brain didn't but uh, now my 23 year old brain barely does so i want to play yeah if we fun. had it right now i would i'd be like hey let's not stop the podcast. Let's keep let's keep talking, but like let's also play Monopoly while we're doing it. But go ahead. And so my girlfriend, uh, she was working towards a Monopoly. Yeah. And uh, the person that she was playing with, or that we were playing with, uh, uh, who we'll refer to as George. Um, George Foreman. Yes. You guys George. are playing with the world famous grill master George Foreman and boxer. Yes. Yeah. Uh, George. Uh, I've played many a board game and many just any game with George. Yeah, George Foreman is a longtime fan of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, friend of the podcast. Yeah, uh, who, friend and fan. Uh, <laughs> podcast control. Turns out George Foreman is a devious, devious piece of shit uh, who will... Uh, it's a hot take Who will Grillmaster. Who, when playing any game, looks for any way to fuck over everyone that's playing <laughs> with them. Um, yeah. That's what you get when you run a, 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 mini, a mini cookware monopoly. <laughs> yeah. Nobody else is making... <laughs> tiny grills like george foreman does such a good Um, idea but so i knew going into this just what he is capable of yeah i would never play monopoly with george foreman yeah there's um, not and that's that's not even like joking george foreman like i wouldn't either walking into that i would have been like nah let's do anything else i'd be so scared of being uh like uh zach galifianakis character in hangover just walking into the hotel (laughs) with mike tyson 
<laughs> it just turns around and just like one wrong move in Monopoly and just Pah! exactly yeah like uh-uh. that's exactly it <laughs> anyways uh jade was working towards monopoly and george foreman. Uh, foreman had offered had made a very uh one-sided trade that seemed to very well benefit jade um oh no can I take a guess at how this goes? Well, just it's not going to be much longer, so I'll just get there. Yeah, uh, go ahead. Jade, Jade uh, this is fucked. Jade not looking, not being able to see the person uh, behind the play. Uh, mm. Just like, yeah, that gives me my monopoly. Yeah, I'll take it. Mm. So he gives up uh, some real, some fairly nice cards. God, you're pissing me uh, off. Well, he gives up one card essentially to give her the monopoly and gets three properties in return. Mm-hmm. Um. He immediately plays the card to steal a Monopoly. Which I bet if you reread the rules, that's not at all how that works. I don't know. I was pissed enough about it that he... I read them pretty thoroughly. <laughs> and I think he did it by the book. Oof. The, it has the problem to be comes like... into play. That rule is bullshit. <laughs> uh, that's the way the game's played. I mean, Yeah, that is the way the game is played. But there's a certain point where you know the person playing like isn't doing it to win the game and they purposely like set it up to be the asshole <laughs> in, the, the in the moment. Oh yeah. And he made it very clear that this is his favorite version of Monopoly out there specifically for these cards. Yeah. But I like regular Monopoly. See, that's when you like go to their house for a casual hangout and then you take those cards out and you eat them. <laughs> you just burn them. Yeah. At least it'll cost him the, the cost of the board game again. If he ever wants to do that to another person. <laughs> it's dirty. But, uh, me being able to see this, I warned Jade as she was making the trade. You're like, it's a bad idea. But knowing Jade, she was like, eh. No. Like, just did it because she, she it, wanted the Monopoly. It's only game. Not why seeing you, what was coming. Why you have been mad? Why have been mad? It's game. If and that the, if that the, was the reaction to it happening, I would have been like, all right, fair the, play. The but it is, was probably something along the lines of like, just an absolute like sinister face and, and cackling that wouldn't stop and just <laughs> pushing all the right buttons. Yeah, so... The, the thing that George originally Foreman. sparked this uh, was me offering Jade a trade uh, for something to not give myself a monopoly, but give me one step closer. Yeah. Uh, Jade ended up turning it down to accept this trade. You were trying. I was so mad. Oh, you were I, trying. Was, I like actually yelled at Jade. <laughs> How could you do this? But that's not even a moment in like the game is what made you upset. It was the fact that like. It all went according to plan. No, I think in this case it was the according to plan, but also the fact that the game was such a uh, a good stimulus for those actions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I immediately was like, this is bullshit. What the <laughs> fuck? Are Did you, you quit? Fucking... Yeah. That was the moment you quit? Oh, yeah. Rage quit. Was quit. everybody really upset about it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Very cool. But... Yeah, that's what Monopoly does to people. <laughs> I think that if the three of us played Monopoly, number one, I think Nick would win. Oh, for sure. Just my personal opinion, but I think we'd all have a really good time. Oh, yeah. Because at a certain point, I feel like Nick would just start demanding, like, command, commanding wasn't what I meant, but commanding the board, <laughs> and you and I would just be like, hey, you want to trade this playground for that school? <laughs> <laughs> You'd be like, I like playgrounds. <laughs> I'd be like, well, I'll also give you $3. <laughs> what, what do you think the first thing I go go for on the board is? Uh, everything. I think your goal would be the str- first thing. Be, I, I think that you go for the railroads first. That's right. I like trains. <laughs> I know my friend. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Isn't that great? Yeah. 
I would have taken you as the person <laughs> who would just like I like trains. You go for any property that you land on. Well, yeah, no, yeah. he does that too. But like, he's especially excited when he lands on trains. Oh, okay, I and like, get the you could be like, hey, trade me that monopoly for this railroad. And he'd be like, <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, we'll think about it. <laughs> I'll talk it over with Toffee. I don't know. Toffee be like. <laughs> Toffee is Thick Nick's dog. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Big Toff, Th- Big Toff, Thick Nick and <laughs> his son, Big Toff. <laughs> it's funny because she's a female. Yeah. Um, but anyways, there. So going back there, there's this whole slew of uh, themed Monopoly games out there. Do you still have that list? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Um, but not only that, there are also variations on like the actual rules of the game, which I'm sure you're going to get into. Well, yeah, later. That, that was kind of what I was talking about. But with there's Game uh, of Thrones version was like these, and what I really appreciate about these different variations is that not only are they just like reskins of Monopoly, hmm. but they usually have some rule changes that uh, directly correspond to the new skin of the game. Yeah, that's... is that is that the one? That is the one. Nice. Wow. Wow. Okay, so yeah, Alex found the Pokemon version that I had when I was a child. <laughs> we should is it get red it. And blue. We should get it. We should. I think play I it. still have it at home. If you still have it, we should go and we should go to your house. We should get it, and I think that we should do. I think we I'm, have a YouTube channel that we yeah. have to use. I think I am missing the Squirtle though. That's okay. I don't because want to be I think I ate it. Hey, good for you. Yeah. Why? As long as you still have know. the Charizard, because I would want to be Charizard. No, I was like four. Oh, I also <laughs> think that before I start reading you off this list, it's important to mention that there's a Settlers of Catan that is Settlers of Kanto. It's Pokemon. No fucking Settlers way. Of Catan. Yeah. I oh my. Played that game ever. How you're, much is it? You're really excited about this. Uh, you're gonna have to look into it because I just brought this list up. But uh, you can Google that while I'm reading this. Yeah, I'm doing um, it right now. But there is from this list Pokemon. There is a Star Wars. There is Game of Thrones. Uh, there is Star Trek. There is Lord of the Rings. There is You Build, where you build your own Monopoly, Monopoly board. City Edition, that involves building skyscrapers instead of uh, regular ones. The mm-hmm. U.S. Edition, that goes with simply things from the United States. The World Edition, that goes with things from the world. Electronic banking includes calculator. The Nintendo board, that includes all the Mario characters and things mm. of that nature. National Parks, that only includes National Parks. Jurassic World, of course, that one's kind of yeah. obvious. <laughs> I like this one. This one's one of my favorite. It's a pop-up. It's a Disney theme parks, and the Cinderella Castle is a pop-up oh, in the middle ooh. of it. Uh, and it does all the rides from the park, which is really cool. Simpsons Edition, Millionaire Edition, yeah. so on and so forth. There's it just so keeps going. The, hold on. This one's called Bonus Anti-Monopoly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which so, we, we, can, we can get into that, too. Yeah. How much was the Kanto thing? $75 for the base plus five to six players. Ooh. I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. I haven't played Settlers of Catan ever. I was just thinking about it. I was just so, thinking about it. Just thinking you guys about want to introduce <laughs> me to that game? Please do. You've, wait, you've never played it? Catan? Nope. I've only played it once with Chloe, but I had a really good time. Is it like Civ Five? So it's like a, <laughs> it's like a, a civilization building... Uh, like resource trading game. Okay. Yeah. So like the goal is to like settle settle like settlements and uh, you trade with other players for like getting uh, like wood or like fish or like rocks or like livestock things yeah, it's like, like that. Civ Five. Kind of, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what what you're talking about when you keep saying that, but yeah. Okay. Well, Civilization Five is a game and it's good. Oh, dope. <laughs> Thanks for that very uh, concise summary. It's a there are some people game. who are going to listen to our podcast and go, you know who my favorite is? Nick. <laughs> Because he talks in words, he talks in words I get, (laughs) and he says the things that I'm thinking and nothing more. Small word. (laughs) Why use big word when small word do trick? That's right. Um, I think that's the second office reference we've made this podcast. (laughs) Outside of declaring bankruptcy, which I will do. That was the second one. 
that was yeah. well, that was the first of the two. Yeah, so we can get into Anti Monopoly. So I would an, love to. Anti Monopoly was a game that actually uh, brought it's just about called communism. <laughs> no, it's literally called Anti Monopoly, and it actually was a part of a of a really big lawsuit behind the creator and General Mills, uh, not the serial creators, but the uh, people who then at that time owned the rights to Monopoly. Yeah. Hmm. Um, and so essentially, what it was is it was a uh, a new board game that was created in response to the mainstream game by a uh, professor, mm-hmm. uh, Professor Ralph uh, Antsbosch. Does it just work in the opposite direction of Monopoly? Well, so <laughs> the the way what it is is it was an attempt to um, an attempt to uh, recontextualize the game in a way that made more sense to the original intentions. Yeah. So, because he felt that... The, the original intentions were lost at this well, point. Well, it wasn't even that the original intentions were lost. It was the fact that the game incentivized monopolies. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> so it ended up creating this whole mindset of... Because like, originally the idea was like, this is why monopolies are bad. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. that's not at all how the game is played now. And now it's right. like, exactly as you said. Yeah, yeah. And it so, romanticizes monopolies. So I actually don't know too much about Anti-Monopoly, so I'll just read this little blurb here about the gameplay. Please. Um, it begins, the, the game begins with the board in a monopolized state, uh, effectively the result of a completed Monopoly game. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Instead of real estate and public utilities, properties in Anti-Monopoly are individual businesses that have been bought under a single ownership. Players take the role of federal caseworkers bringing indictments against each monopolized business oh in an attempt to return the state of the board to a free market system. Wow. Uh, in Anti-Monopoly 2, uh, individual players, yes, oh my goodness. players choose to play either by monopolist or competitor roles at the and beginning of the game. And then you fight against each other. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be the boringest game in real life. That is incredible. Yes. Just um, a bunch of court battles. And they got sued. They got sued, yes. By uh, the time Monopoly they had a corp came out. Or... <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, and so the idea was that uh, they were directly profiting off of the Monopoly name. but mm. A uh, Monopoly is an idea, though, not a name. Well, it was a board game in a direct competitor space using a similar name, which gets very fuzzy in fair use. Uh, yeah, it's laws. weird when things have the same names in the same market, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Trademark. <laughs> you have to decide like, who came first. Um, but the... Uh, Essentially, what ended up happening with that is that uh, Ralph, Ralph Anspash, uh, okay. uh, the creator a, of Anti Monopoly, yes, the creator of Anti Monopoly, he ended up winning because he was able to f- demonstrate how uh, the game, uh, while it was inspired by no- Monopoly, uh, takes the original intentions and flips them on its head. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the opposite of Monopoly. Yeah, it's an Anti Monopoly. Yeah, and so because it's in effect a completely different game while taking a similar background, similar ideology, and just executing it in a completely different way, it ends up being completely fair to use. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. We love watching the little man win. I know. Against corporate entities. I know. I actually really want to get a copy of Anti Monopoly because that sounds incredible. <laughs> I'm telling you guys, we could start a series just about us playing board games. I'd be down. Yeah. How do you do it? How do you, like, is Anti-Monopoly, do you have money to spend? And No, so I'm just curious. You are a company, or you are essentially the government or a lawyer mm-hmm. bringing indictments to break up these monopolies. I don't know how. So every time you pass go, you get a new, like, file sheet. Maybe. That oh, okay. you get to fill out. It's honestly probably not as fun. 
but the idea of it sounds so fun. <laughs> it's like I have a hundred indictment bucks. <laughs> right. <laughs> Where can I spend these? You have to go to like the instead of the banker, it's like the superior Supreme mm-hmm. Court. Like, hey, yeah. Can I get more indictment forms? <laughs> can I have another court case, please? Like, well, you have to fig- you have to fill out the paperwork, and that's gonna take three hours, so you'll lose a turn. Oh man, I love paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> somebody, somebody, pass me the pen. <laughs> guys, I'm getting hungry. You guys want to talk about McDonald's? Ooh, McDonald's. So Man- McDonald's. <laughs> great segue, Alex. Uh, Thank you. McDonald's uh, has a well-known game uh, that they play once every year. Is it? I think it's once every two or once every fortnight. A little fun <laughs> uh, tabloid about this. That sounds right. Um, I'm not. I'm not legally allowed to participate in these. Why not? Wait. <laughs> well, first, a- first, what what is uh, McDonald's Monopoly? McDonald's Monopoly is a yearly game that happens where uh, on certain products, such as a large fry, a large Coke. Uh, ten-piece chicken nugget, a Big Mac. Mm-hmm. You get game pieces, um, and at participating McDonald's, you can get these pamphlets that have little pockets where you put the game pieces. And the idea is, if you can get a Monopoly, which is getting every single game piece, mm-hmm. much like the original board game, mm-hmm. you, you win the get prize. Them all. Yeah, you win the prize indicated if you get like say that you there are four spaces, and if you fill all four, you get like a hundred dollars. Yeah. If you, like, mail in that you got all but, four. But the key is to, like, fill out the entire board, right? No, the key is just to fill out a Monopoly. Oh, yeah. you just want a Monopoly. Yeah, because all the every different um, Monopoly has a different prize attached to it. Okay. So, yeah. like, if you fill out, like, the ones that have, like, five, that includes, like, Park Place, mm-hmm. you can win, like, a 2012 Niata or whatever. Yeah, I do remember <laughs> that, like, they were – one of the prizes back in the day was a uh, – Call of Duty themed Jeep Wrangler. Yes, oh, yeah. yes. I wanted that so fucking bad. <laughs> yes. Now, <laughs> now, legally, I am not able to play. Monopoly. Please, please explain. Um, do you have a f- friend or family member that works for Mickey D's? That's correct. And in the fine in the fine print, it says you can have no relatives who work for Monopoly. Yeah. Um, Monopoly or, or sorry, who work for McDonald's? Oh. Um, if you have any family members at all, uh, distant relatives even, you are unable to participate in Monopoly what? with McDonald's. Oof. And that's because of a very large scandal that happened uh, probably, I think, early 2000s with McDonald's Monopoly, hmm. um, where, ironically, um, the person who was kind of in charge of the McDonald's Monopoly and all of the prizes that were being handed out, um, they were controlling the Monopoly piece market <laughs> through supply and demand. They had a Monopoly on Monopoly. Correct. <laughs> Let me see the exact date that this happened. It's like a Monopoly-ception. Kind of is. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, that's like that's par for the course. With any sweepstakes, like on the radio, you hear um, that really fast-talking guy that's like, you're a friend or family member, just don't don't fucking do it. <laughs> right, and that is kind of how it goes. Yeah, makes sense. So this happened in the 1990s, um, and it it was a uh, it was a it was an inside job. It was a McDonald's inside job. The man who <laughs> he was basically in charge of uh, the company that makes the pieces, I believe. Oh, and. He would purposely not print the winning pieces. <laughs> okay, that so, ass. So, like, if you're if you want to be the one who wins the Call of Duty Jeep, yeah, he would 
there there's in reality there is only one piece there's only one park's place right um that is supposed to be in rotation mm-hmm. there's only one so if you if you get the cup that has that one on it you win but they only have one jeep to give away so the chances of you getting it of the millions of mcdonald's that are out there are so fundamentally low yeah it's like the lottery it's exactly like the lottery except it comes with a big mac so i guess you walk away with something but he held on to all of the winning prize pieces and then he sold them to people wow. for for lucrative amounts of money mm-hmm. um and those people who had no affiliation with him uh which they always did, they would turn in the game pieces and give him a cut. Oh. And nobody's the wiser because the guy who's supposed to be in charge of making sure that this isn't a scam, he's the one who's scamming. Which is hilarious because at the end of the day, McDonald's was a giant scam to begin with, which is something that we can get into some other time. But basically, the guy who started franchising McDonald's scammed the original owners out of the name Mm -hmm. and out of all of it. Michael, you look extremely surprised. Please. I am reading the Wikipedia page for this this fraud. Go incident. ahead and share with us, because I, um, I gave a brief summary, and I may have gotten <laughs> details wrong, because I was going off of memory, but... Jeez. Uh, <laughs> so, all of this is what you're, what you're saying is, is true, yes. Uh, and he eventually... And a lot of this stuff got passed on to other people. Yeah. It eventually netted uh, uh, over $24 million in prize winnings. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and one of the big incidents that tipped off uh, the start of this case, McDonald's Gate. Yeah, McDonald's Gate hmm. um, was that they called uh, them the mix scammers. By the way, these right, uh, these cute. pieces eventually got passed on to uh, Gennaro Jerry Colombo of the Colombo crime family. Yeah, hmm. a very yeah, no. Large there was like huge <laughs> involvement with these giant crime families in McDonald's. Yeah. Hey, this is why this is the throwback episode because this was huge in the nineties. This and, this news was. And so in nineteen ninety five, uh, the main Colombo guy. Yeah. Uh, appeared in a nationally televised McDonald's commercial because promoting that was his one of the fraudulent win of a Dodge Viper. <laughs> and that's a, that's a commercial that you can find on YouTube. Oh my god! He won a Dodge Viper. But it was it was fraud because this guy was he basically was paid by this crime family for these McDonald's pieces, <laughs> and yeah they they he got away with it. Yes. I mean for all well, intents and, and purposes. To go along with this, like he also did some like did like a pretty good thing with this stuff too because he actually sent some of these winning pieces to uh, St Jude's Children's Hospital. Yeah, and they cashed it in for millions of dollars. Yeah, good for him. And I mean, like that's he got put in a position of power where he could take advantage of like a system that was kind of broken anyway. Yeah. Um. Because, like I said, McDonald's is built on a structure of fraudulent activity. They still make bank. They do make a lot of money. But he he did he took this position that he was given, which was just like to make sure that this shit didn't fall under. <laughs> And he had complete control over the market, the supply and demand of these game pieces. He was running a monopoly through monopoly. <laughs> he should have two people yeah. in charge of it, like the nuclear keys. Yeah, you absolutely <laughs> like should. You should be able to. Yeah, you can't be. Able to... It should be a, a system of checks and balances. But mm-hmm. I mean, you don't learn that until somebody takes advantage of it. But how interesting <laughs> that he ran a monopoly through monopoly. Apparently, there is uh, currently a movie in the works for this entire situation. That's starring with Ben Affleck as the director. Well, now I hate it. And Matt Damon as one of the main actors. Of fucking course, Matt Damon (laughs) is involved with this shit. It's a oh my god. Yeah, Monopoly has so much weird shit associated with it. I mean, it's a household name. Yeah, isn't it? I mean, it's been around for 
hundred plus years now at this yeah. point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. It's weird I mean, to think back in two thousand and three, there was the Century version of yeah. Monopoly, I and I remember I that. that. Yeah, that was a very popular version. Did they have like the little gold piece? Yeah, yeah, I did have that. I think or nice. somebody had it. Oh my god! Gold. They also have like. Uh, cheaters edition of the game where if you get caught you get handcuffed to the board <laughs> yeah but you're like meant to steal from the bank mm-hmm. then um, you go to jail and they have like electronic banking that like is done through like a siri uh kind of assistant now where you're like siri add 300 dollars to my bank account and that like was a, she's I was like, a pain in the ass because you had to count all the little paper dollar bills yeah so. now you can do like and like you pay with like credit card shit like monopoly is definitely kept up with chip? the times they have a chip Look, hey, you guys have a chip? You want me to, <laughs> want me to swipe? Because if I swipe, I need a plastic bag. If I can, you know, that that little chestnut. But man, yeah, Monopoly has a, a ton of shit. Who yeah. knew that we could talk about Monopoly for a whole hour? I certainly did. <laughs> we did it. But we did. We could have we could have done a whole other episode on the McDonald's scam, but honestly, oh my God. I don't I don't know how close that represents entertainment. It does, but I think this I is fi- I find that situation very entertaining. This is probably Scamming. the only episode where we could have weaseled in talking oh, for about sure. that McDonald's scammer thing until they came out with the movie. Um but man, well, great episode. Thank you. It was really, really thanks, well thanks done. For, thanks for I'm having me. No, no, you're a permanent, <laughs> you're a permanent host. Thanks for, thanks for preparing it. I guess yeah. from, from us. I don't know. Uh, but uh, we're gonna take a brief. I don't know if it's an intermission because it's at the end. But we're gonna take a, a brief break uh, to let you guys go get your snacks. Go mm-hmm. take, take potty or go buy a Big Mac. Maybe know. go Google some stuff. Yeah, if that's what you want to do to keep up with all the shit that we talked about. But when we come back, uh, we welcome back uh, DJW into our little studio uh, to do this week's Quick This. Welcome back. We are back with uh, DJ33W, also known as (laughs) DJW, also known as Devin, uh, my Mm -hmm. brother-in-law. He came back for the Quick This this week. and Devin, yeah. I wanted to do something because I felt I feel terrible. Yeah. Because I know you. You you love Star Wars. Passion, man. You have a passion, passion. for um I'm sure your full name is out there, but you're Devin Walker. Yep. That's your name. And mm-hmm. you you've you've said before um that you wanted to make your first child's middle name Sky so that their name is like <laughs> Yeah, I I saw the uh the fiance slash wife isn't so into Star Wars, so yeah. I made I made I made a deal. I said if we were to have if we were to ever have kids and have a son, I got her to agree to call him Lucas, knowing damn well that everybody <laughs> in the world could call him what Luke. Luke, yeah, exactly. She she it, it went right over her head, easy. There now the go. sky the sky part, I don't think I'm gonna get the sky. I don't think I'm gonna get the sky, but. People are going to say Luke, and his last name will be Walker. So I feel like people will always say Luke Skywalker. So and you know, hey. the, you take him out for ice cream one happy Saturday. You just happen to stop at the courthouse, change that middle name. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I was going to say like I don't know how that whole naming thing works. Like you could just like pencil that in on the birth certificate, right? Yeah, she'll be Seriously. like going nuts anyway when it's happening. So yeah, she'll just, be like, she'll be a little quick. distracted. Exactly. Oh, I'm exactly. sorry. I meant Finn, but it looks like Sky. So that's what they put. Yeah. It looks... uh, it's too late now. It's permanent. <laughs> I mean, you don't want to go through the legal stuff. But I wanted to bring you on because we had a May the 4th episode. Yeah. 
And yeah. when you heard that we did it, you were like, man, you should have brought me on. Oh, that. man. Yeah, I was so mad I missed that one. But, but since you're doing the quick this this week, I want to give you that that platform to stand on and basically tell us your thoughts on the very last Star Wars movie, which is something <laughs> that <laughs> we talked about in yeah. detail. I know oh, that you have – you you know you know what the books say happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like Legends. how the books worked mm-hmm. out. Yeah, Star Wars Legends, you know. Oh, okay. He, knows, talk, he knows the Legends story. You're talking about story. like the extended universe. Mm-hmm. And he told me – like this is the plan that – Maybe should have happened, but right, didn't. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, and you don't have to talk about that. I just want to hear your thoughts okay, on the movie, yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever you want to talk so about. So on the last one, or just all three in general? Well, you got five minutes, okay. so okay. whatever you can <laughs> get in five minutes. Yeah, how, how about we say this? The most important parts to you. The most important parts to me? Yeah. Okay. You, you got five minutes. It's quick this. Okay. Talk about whatever you want. It's yours. This okay. time is yours. We're giving you our podcast. As long as you talk about Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, whatever. Whatever happens, happens. It, it, trust me. It but will you, be all about it. You got five minutes. I'm going to start your timer. Um, ready? Go. Okay. So yeah, so episode nine, Rise of Skywalker. I saw it midnight release, and then I saw it literally like six hours later mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. in the morning, and then I'm pretty sure I saw it another time with my family in St. Six Louis. o'clock in the morning so watching Star Wars. So I wow. saw it like three, not six, but like ten. So sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Eight, nine, ten hours later, whatever. Yeah, you, 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 yeah. took, you took a good little nap in the middle of that. Yeah, yeah, because the movie ended, I saw the midnight, so it ended at like two, so mm-hmm. I saw the ten, so about eight hours later. Yeah, okay. Um, so my personal opinion, I am a very... So much that I I believe that with a story, it's okay to be creative. Mm-hmm. It you so you should be creative. You should yeah. not have. You should not. Co- it gets boring, obviously, if you copy someone else. But with that, with that, there are certain you can't just make bullshit. You know, you can't, you can't. <laughs> I'll be the one to say and, it. And, and bullshit. You can't, you, can't, you can't just pull out bullshit out of nowhere. Let me, right. let me put, you, you have every right as a director of whatever you're doing. If you're mm-hmm. the director, yes. But if you're not creating it from scratch, you can't just scrap everything right. out of nowhere. You can't, you have to build up to that. Sure. So with episode nine, the reason why I don't take it as bad is because I think it's the best scenario for what was given. Okay. What was given. All right. It, really, what was given with eight. Because That's fair. Because <laughs> Very eight fair. was a fucking train wreck. And, and again, and again, and I'm sorry, Ryan Johnson, if you ever hear this, dude, you are you an amazing out. You are an amazing director, Plus. but you even even in interviews you can hear him say he never watched Star Wars prior to being told he was going to direct. Eight. Oh yeah, it was oh, totally so just the job of like, was... hey, you're a good director, come direct Star Wars. And okay, that's not the worst thing in the world. I'm sure you know that's happened with several. You know the Russo brothers that did Avengers. Yeah, I mean they probably knew who Captain America was, but it's not like they were. Marvel comic book fans, or right? Well, before... there was a lot more oversight in that situation. Right, right. Like, so, my my biggest thing, Luke Skywalker is my favorite character. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm sure everybody has that certain fictional world that you feel like you have personal connection. Alex, I know with you, it's Spider Man. You know, you, you, they're, they're <laughs> not, not to get off part, but there, there's things you relate to his character <laughs> that you experience in your life. You, have you, you listened to the Spider Man episode of our podcast? 
You can I, say no. I, I don't think. I don't think. Here's another plug. Alex, I thought you episode. said this guy listened to our podcast. He does. And you know <laughs> what? You know, we're, we're making the Like you can go on my Twitter and see the ones I retweeted. It's he of shares course them the two all the time. That oh, wow. you think that you, you think do more than I do. But um, so my biggest thing for three movies, three of the original movies, this character acted this way. Mm-hmm. You are a person that yes, you do get discouraged when bad shit happens to you, right? Mm-hmm. You don't you you get discouraged. You have to learn, but your fa- your father literally killed millions of people. Yeah, mm-hmm. literally. Like there's no doubt. Like your father was there. There was pretty much nothing worse than your father. And that crushing weight to Luke hit him like a fucking bag of bricks because he he didn't know until that moment where it was like i mean that that was the whole weight of the like luke i am your father scene yeah exactly Mm -hmm. exactly so the way i look at it is okay if your dad you know like has already done all the i mean has literally killed planets like destroyed planets yeah and you were distraught you went away for a little bit but then you fought you came back and saw the good and fought even though you truly mm-hmm. didn't know if it was going to work or not like you were legit getting ready to die until your father basically turned back and saved you right mm-hmm. otherwise you were going to die failing like that because the emperor yeah we know we all know that the emperor was stronger than luke at that point oh yeah no they okay. they had him on the rope yeah yeah, yeah they had him on the rope so now how do you have a vision a vision where you've had visions, you've had visions before, and they yeah. were not wrong, or and they were they were wrong. So how do you have a vision that your nephew, who hasn't done anything yet, you don't even know the time frame is going to happen. You see him becoming like your father, not worse, not just the same. You said like your father, and you go off and just exile yourself for years because you almost. Wasn't it because he almost killed him? Yeah, he he snuck into uh, Ben Kenobi's like right. bed chamber and, and, and like he, was, he like had the lightsaber up and ready to right, kill right. him. And and a lot of people use that. And they say, well, think about it. If you almost were getting ready to kill your nephew, that was okay. But think about it. In the middle of the Vader fight, he literally turned to the dark side for a split second and was getting ready to kill Vader. And then remember, he stopped and looked at the lightsaber yeah. and saw he looked at the glove and saw his father's hand and was like, oh wait, this isn't so. So. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, how? It, it felt like, not to hijack your quick this, but it, like, oh, no, it no, kind of no, felt no. like they had discounted a lot of character progression exactly. that Luke had already gone through. Exactly. And you I give him extra me, time whenever yeah, we yeah, yeah. Yeah. This guy, This guy is now, you're even wiser than you were back then. You're mm-hmm. stronger than you were back then. You know, so how, how all of a sudden is your personality to just run away and not try and fight it first? Now, I can see if they would have said he saw it, he still tried. It didn't work. Okay, Dennis. Yeah, I would probably do the same. Yeah. But the fact that, again, you almost killed him. The same thing you did with your father, who actually had done stuff, and you just give up. You know what I mean? For that long period of time, I truly feel that that was strictly Ryan Johnson just trying to make Luke Skywalker his. Mm. That's just my problem. Mm. I really do think it was just... This truly isn't what he would do, but this is how it would be different. And yeah. I think, again, if you created Luke Skywalker, this was his first trilogy, cool, of course you can say that. But you can't just backtrack 40 years of history and something, yeah. 40 years of something, and just say, oh, no, now they 
this is what they do. So biggest gripe from the last movie was Luke Skywalker. Luke, the handle, the handling yeah. of Luke Skywalker was yeah. my biggest thing. Because that really was like the big crux of like everyone's tie to the Force. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. yeah, oh, but you I, kinda... I, we really do need to bring you on for the next. Episode. <laughs> oh yeah, because no. like I'm sitting here <laughs> just like I want to talk about this. The next, the next May the Fourth is going to be exclusively devoted to shitting on the ninth movie. <laughs> Out of yeah. respect and love for the franchise, we're gonna absolutely shit and, on it. And that's and that's why I ha- and I hate it, man, because again, nine was shit, but it was shit because it was the best. I truly think that JJ Abrams was on par with seven. The way seven ended, good example. You can tell the way Luke was looking at Ray at the end of seven, or yeah, at the end of seven, that it was more emotionally drawn. It was yeah. more so like Holy shit! Here we go again. You know, I got it. It wasn't a. I'm gonna grab the damn lightsaber. Thought. Yeah, I, I, I think, I think. Uh, what was the that? Name is of the... your time, but we'll keep. Yeah, talking. yeah. <laughs> no, Just, no, no, no. We'll keep going. Along with this, what was the name of the director for the second movie? Uh, Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson. I like to think Directed that the out. first scene with Luke throwing the lightsaber off of the cliff uh, is a direct metaphor for Ryan Johnson throwing most of the universe out the window. <laughs> Thank you. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. like, yeah, I agree. oh my god, because oh, I just remembered that the movie literally ends and she's like holding lights around, and then it cuts to black. Yes, it's the first fucking scene in the next yes. movie is he grabs it and throws it, yeah. and it's like that is shitting on the writers <laughs> from the movie before. That which is like absolutely which like so many people came out like and were just like J.J. Abrams wrote the ninth movie to spite Ryan Johnson and how he wrote the the, the eighth. Oof. You talk about uh, Star Wars Legends because yeah, like yeah, there's yeah. a different road that this should have taken. Oh I want to take the time I want to talk about it. I know. We're going into deep Whatever. Shit, we're going... Uh, we're not going to talk... We're not going to this part two. I know a little bit. I want to talk about this because we're not going to talk about this in the next May the 4th special. We're just going to complain about the other 70,000 things wrong with the movies. <laughs> yeah. But I want to talk about what, what could have and should have happened mm-hmm. if we can. Because you've yeah. told me and it... it I remember I was sitting on the couch and you told me like this is what should have happened. I was like, son of a bitch, that would have been so. I've I've read like the overarching plot and I've Mm. read like I've seen the family trees and I know how they go and so that pissed me off even more. Yeah, just read. Yes, and and it even pisses you off because if you go have the, if you're gonna have the nerve to change all of it, at least just make new characters. Like they literally took so in the movies it was Ben Solo. Mm -hmm. All right, in Legends. It's Anakin Solo is Leia and Han's son, mm-hmm. and Ben Skywalker is Luke and Ma- Myra or Mira, whatever. I think it's Myra is how you mm-hmm. pronounce her. His wife, Myra Skywalker's. No, yeah, um, Luke gets married. Who doesn't exist in the movies. Yeah, yeah. she does. She oh. does. Now, now Disney is trying to say that they're trying to come out with the comic and hint that he did have a wife at some point and something happened to her like early in his life. But yeah, I to preface like the big thing that hap- that is like the biggest difference between like prequel Jedi's and like Luke and like beyond is that Luke is no longer tied to the traditions and the uh, mm-hmm. practices of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. So he's basically just a a person who is tied to the Force who wants to do good. Yeah, uh, he huh. uses the he actually taps into the dark side. Like he's more so a what the internet calls a gray Jedi. Yeah, like he starts. Which is teaching. what the last three movies were supposed to be about. Is like the it, gray it, side. Well, of it's supposed. Right. So Luke is supposed to be the ultimate balancer to the Force. Yeah, and the balance of the Force is supposed to be that uh, being able to uh, balance the light and the dark within oneself. Being not able to use like your emotion to use the Force, but do yeah, it's it's not like that overt. Right. Not too good, too bad. It's not mm-hmm. that overt like. 
dark side, light side, they need to be equal. It's that, like, no, it's within yourself. Yeah. And right. that's what Luke Whoa. is meant to represent. Wow. Bringing balance to the Force. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, and fuck so... a mini-chlorin. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man. Um, so originally, you know, Anakin Solo, hence his name, mm-hmm. he's Luke and, or not Luke, but he's Han and Leia's, uh, He's the second. He became. I think he's the second child. The first they yeah, had a girl they who did. was first, mm-hmm. and then he was the second. So they had two children, and then Luke had Ben Skywalker, and um, I forgot, but he had a daughter as well. So they yeah. both had a son and a daughter. Well, Anakin Solo, of course, ends up being naturally the strongest out of all of them, mm-hmm. and of course, um, you know that again. This is where they kind of take from it. Turns out Palpatine was alive. Um, but he he cloned himself through like Luke's hand. Luke's missing hand. He actually mm-hmm. took that hand and like made a clone of Luke and then cloned himself through that. So then he was, which is cool because clones are totally canon, right? Yeah, and he basically was manipulating Anakin Solo, hence what Palpatine was doing to Ben Solo. You know, mm-hmm. through all these years. Now here's where it gets interesting because instead of Anakin Solo killing Han, who is old at this time, which all right, that has some emotional toll, but instead he actually goes and kills the older sister. He ki- he yeah. kills their he kills his sibling first, mm-hmm. and then that of course makes Luke go after him, and mm-hmm. then he ends up killing Luke's wife. Oh. So he beats it- Luke in a fight, leaves Luke alive, and then goes and kills Luke's wife. Yeah. So that may- so now you tried to build Kylo Ren as a big villain. Tell me what's a bigger villain. Somebody that's He's gonna fall short. Whining, yeah. every, whining every now and then and killed their father. Or there's somebody that killed their sibling. Then you fought this Jedi Master. Had the nerve not to kill him, but go kill his wife. Yeah, I think the big thing isn't like... Is that there was the history in Legends where, uh, where Anakin Solo has already proven to be this incredibly powerful character. Yeah, yeah. Where Ben Solo in, or Kylo Ren He's in the like movies, written to like just be understood that he's powerful, but never really exactly. shows you. Yeah, anything. but then he gets beaten by a person who's held a lightsaber once, a person who's never held a lightsaber <laughs> before. And like I know the reason is supposed to be like, oh he's hurt. He got hit by a, a He's like canonically like not supposed to be good at the force though. Like he had to build his own lightsaber and like it's a shitty lightsaber that's like sparking all over the place because he's not like officially like anything. Which is bullshit. It's all else. very confusing. <laughs> but again, but we'll get more into you it. You can't market him as a next Darth Vader if you're No, gonna do you that. can't. No, and you can't have him kiss his fucking cousin. I don't care if they're canonically cousins. <laughs> they might as well be. It doesn't matter. We'll talk about it next May. Thank you so much for coming back onto the podcast. Yeah. For I really appreciate it. Quick this this week, even if it did go a little long, Star Wars gets <laughs> yeah. us riled up. That's something that you should note about our podcast. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening this week. We'll be back next Friday. Entertain This is hosted by Nick Mustakangas, Michael Savoya, and Alex Steele. Our intro for our special throwback month comes from DJW, as well as additional music from Aaron Spencer. We post new podcasts every Friday. Thanks for listening.